Hello, and welcome to the Naked Truth Teller podcast, where we share the naked truth of it all as we see it. I'm Chelsea, the daughter. And I'm Tara, the mom. We hope you've brought an open mind and your sense of humor. Get ready to feel seen, challenged, and if you're searching for truth, our hope is that you find yours while listening to us share ours, or at the very least, be entertained. We are so happy you're here and hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Naked Truth Tellers. I am one of your hosts, Chelsea, the daughter. And I'm Tara, the mom. Today, we are going to strip down the topic of toxic relationships. But first, let's check in. Mom, how are you? I'm doing good. This is the day after Thanksgiving, and so it's a nice, bright, sunny day, which is exciting. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a calm day, I think. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And we're recording today from my house. Yes, from your kitchen. Do you guys love her table runner? Because she had to have it just so perfect before we started, because I'm pretty sure you all can see it. And it is is very perfectly laid out. Thank you for making fun of me, as always. (laughs) I need things to be... I could be toxic in your life. Yeah. (laughs) You're the toxic person in my world. (laughs) I like things to be organized. Yeah. Anyway, anything else you want to share? Um, you know, last week I did have someone come up to me and ask if in our millennial discussion, if they were one of the millennials that we were talking about. And oh. so I made it clear to her that we weren't necessarily talking about anybody specifically. Right. But I think we want you to ask yourself, are you one of those millennials. If you were born from that time period to that time period, or even if you weren't, if you have expectations that, you know, because you don't want to come to work at a certain time, your time should be, (laughs) you should have your hours adjusted because of that. Or if you have some very selfish needs, then just think about that. I mean, it's just trying to get you to reflect a little bit on yourself and maybe some other people around you, but absolutely not. We're not necessarily, we're not here to judge. So um, we're just kind of throwing out some of our experiences, some of the things that we've seen and we've experienced. And no, she was definitely not who we were talking about. And I don't see her as one of those millennials, but if she was, I would tell her because I love her. (laughs) (laughs) We keep it real. Yes. We try to anyway. For sure. And you, what about this week? Anything? Uh, Well, the holiday season is definitely upon us. Today is the day after Thanksgiving. And this is the third year, third or fourth? No, this this is the third year that I have felt kind of down during the holidays or as they start to approach. Like for all of my life, I've always been the happiest this time of year. You know, the colder weather, the snow, Thanksgiving and Christmas, just all those traditions that come with those holidays and being with family and friends and food, like all of that just makes me so excited and and happy. And I don't know, the main reason I think that all of that has not brought me joy is just this infertility um, stuff for the most part, along with, you know, our family. Definitely struggling on the traditions. Yeah. 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 
a lot changed in our family, our extended family, um, a few years ago now, in 2019. So yeah, I fight the sadness though. I do my best. And right now it's just like a lot of energy to keep fighting. So I decided I'm going to do whatever I need to do to help me feel less sad and less stressed out because more and more that stress, uh, it impacts my physical health. It impacts the relationships around me. I feel like it definitely um, affects my little Chanel and Hallie. And so I, you know, I don't want that obviously. So yeah, I'm just, trying to come up with a tradition or something that we can look forward to every year. And it's just kind of hard to do that. It has been hard. And so I choose rest and peace is that's the priority for me right now. And uh, I'm just really glad that I am, I have the strength and confidence to put my well-being first. For sure. Yeah, that's huge. And I think, I think you said it, the key word is peace. So I think if you have a day of peace, if your Thanksgiving day can be full of peace and whether that's with family, whether that's alone, whether that's on a road trip, whatever it is, whatever brings you peace, yeah. do that on Thanksgiving and, be, and think of all the things that you're thankful for. And that can be enough. Yeah, it can. Yeah. So that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. That's my check-in. So should we strip down this topic? This topic has been stressful for me. So yeah, <laughs> okay. let's, let's get to it. Let's get started. To start off, mom, do you want to define what it is to be toxic or to be in a toxic relationship? Yes. So what I did was I obviously Googled it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On a basic level, any relationship that makes you feel worse rather than better can become toxic over time. Toxic relationships can exist in just about any context from the playground to the boardroom to the bedroom. You may even deal with toxic relationships among family members. You feel unsupported, misunderstood, demeaned, or attacked. If you feel depressed, angry, or tired after speaking or being with a person, if you bring out the worst in each other, like competitive friends bring out bring a spite-based competitive streak that's not enjoyable for you, um, you're not at your best self around this person, maybe they bring out the gossipy side of you or they seem to draw out a mean streak that you don't normally have. If you feel you have to walk on eggshells around this person to keep from being a target of their venom, you spend a lot of time and emotional strength trying to cheer someone up. You feel you're always to blame. They turn things around so things you thought they had done wrong are suddenly your fault. So that's sort of Google's definition of toxic relationship, and I think it pretty much covers, covers it. it all. <laughs> okay, well, good show. Yeah. Good episode. Yeah. Done. <laughs> okay, so this topic is huge, right? And there's so many different so big aspects. I probably should have just started there and shared that we aren't going to be here for hours and days. No. We 20 minutes, 30 minutes tops. <laughs> um, we are going to just focus on recognizing when someone is toxic or when you might be in a toxic relationship and also how to deal with that and our truth on both of those aspects. So that's what our focus is, just so you know. Okay. So you went through what Google says. Yes. Google's definition. Right. Um, 
And some toxic behaviors, insecure, jealous, negative, self-centered, selfish, critical, demeaning, distrusting, abusive, disrespectful, all just really things that make you feel less than. Yeah. Those are some red flags to look out for, right? Yeah. And if you are maybe questioning yourself, um, if you, I think if you find yourself isolating from friends and family just to avoid maybe that person or feeling down about yourself when you're around that person, you're isolating that, that might be a red flag. Yeah. If you're also another good one is if you aren't taking the best care of yourself, like if your self-care just is lacking, that could be um, another red flag, a lack of support from that person. Um, If they're constantly criticizing you um, or putting you down, but they make it into a joke, like it's supposed to be, you know, they're very sarcastic, but they're making constant snide remarks. Maybe that's a red flag as well. Um, yeah, so those are just some red flags that we, yeah, I think we all have been, or are currently in some sort of a toxic relationship with someone because they're everywhere. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really hard to avoid. I think there's no way to escape it. It's just learning how, how to recognize it and maybe how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And pray that you aren't that toxic person. Right. Also. But we'll talk about that in a little Mm -hmm. bit. Like, how do you handle if someone comes to you and says that they think you're toxic and they may not come right out and say it that way. But if they try to have an honest conversation with you about how you're making them feel and want to set some new boundaries with you, how do you handle that? But before we get into that, mom, I just want to ask you, do you have someone that you are currently in a toxic relationship with or maybe it was in the past, um, anything you want to share or you feel comfortable sharing about? Well, I think the one thing that immediately always comes to my mind and it's probably always like, it will rock my world forever. Um, but in like what you said, like someone comes to you, I had a relationship with a very close family member of mine. And in that conversation, we were talking about some very uncomfortable things and she made it clear to me that I was the toxic person in our relationship, which shocked me. Um, I never considered me to be a toxic person. Like she had to be wrong. Um, (laughs) Because I always felt like I work hard not to be anything but kind and fair and positive and strong. Um, But she explained that often after we would get together, she would not feel good about herself because of things I said, which I thought was hugely powerful. Um, yeah. and like I said, it, it had a huge impact on me then. And it still does. This is exactly who I never want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I am one who does use humor and sarcasm to lighten situations. I always have, well, once I figured out humor and sarcasm, it took me a long time to figure it out, but I felt <laughs> it was a way to kind of help people feel a little bit more comfortable, maybe not humiliated in some circumstances, especially if I thought a toxic person was around, it would be easier to kind of use some humor and sarcasm to kind of lighten the moment so everybody would feel a little better. Yeah, I've noticed, yeah, to diffuse yes, a potentially sure. like uncomfortable situation. Or like mm-hmm. if you, you're someone, if you see someone else that's uncomfortable, you try to lighten things up and make, you know, yeah. make a joke out of the situation or... And, Just try to give them a way out. Yeah. That's, so that, that's yeah. I mean. yeah. Um, 
I believe this member of my family felt there was some honesty in my sarcasm and, and, and there was, um, and it truly hurt her. And I know, I mean, she hates not being appreciated. Um, and my sarcasm left her feeling not adored and made it feel like I was making fun of her. Mm, yeah. So that was tough. And there's some truth to that. And so how did I fix it? Well, I mean, immediately, immediately, I apologized because that was never my intention to make her feel less than. Was, right. And you believe that she felt that way. Yeah. So you weren't going to deny her feelings. No way. She absolutely did feel mm -hmm. that way. And that was not my intention. And I wanted her to know that immediately. Never my intention to make her feel less than. And I don't feel that she is less than me. Mm -hmm. We cried. Um, and, <laughs> and I, you know, I let her know that that's not who I am. And she knows that's not who I am. Of course. Um, I don't know that she ever acknowledged that in our conversation. But, um, you know, and now to rectify that situation, how is the relationship now? Um, it's very distant and it's kind of sad, but I think it's healthier for her. And obviously it's healthier for me. So that's just the way it has to be for now because we both can't get on the same level. Um, and that is disappointing mm -hmm. because I honestly, I don't know. I mean, it affected her and, and I, it just is sad because I never wanted that to happen, but I don't think we can ever get to the point where we can just sit down and be completely honest and lay all our cards on the table and just have a real relationship. And, and that, that has to do with other things and probably another show, um, another podcast, yeah. but, uh, but it was just the first time in my life that it had been turned around to me that I was the toxic person. And so I try to be very careful now in my sarcasm or humor that I'm not, I don't want anybody to think I'm making fun of them or that I'm making light of any situation. But if I feel like it's going to become, if, if it can deescalate or diffuse, then I want to do that. Yeah. Then I think it, it works out, but there's a fine line. And so you have to be careful that you don't end up being the toxic person because of it. Right. Well, I think that it is so great that you, you know, received what she, what she said, like you were open to what she had to say as painful as it was and that you really wanted to understand. You really wanted to know how you made her feel this way. And even if you didn't completely agree um, or fully understand, you believed that she was hurt and you want her to know your intentions yeah. and that you wanted to do better and that's all you can do. So, I mean, that just speaks volume to your character and the person that you are. Yeah, I think you do have to listen to people if they you come do. to you. And you hope that if you're in a toxic relationship, if you decide to have an honest conversation with that person, you hope that they are going to receive it and, yeah. you know, That's be kind in return. And I was just thinking like the way that conversation was initiated, it, it absolutely had nothing to do with why you had that meeting, that mm -hmm. conversation with this person. Mm -hmm. It was because of something else. Right. Entirely. Yeah. And so I worked hard to get that meeting. That wasn't an easy meeting to right. have. Right. Because I worked hard to get that meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not everyone's going to be willing to be completely vulnerable and honest. And it sucks no. when it's your own family members that. And I think that's why I felt it was so important that we did meet. Yeah. Because honestly, if it was a friendship or a coworker, I would not have had that meeting. I think I would have not gone to that length to have that conversation. I think I would have done other things to diffuse, but definitely, 
I don't think I would have done that. Yeah. But I think when it's family, I think you do have to take the extra step. I think yeah. it's, I think you have to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a toxic person in your life that you refuse to address? Or is there one now that you refuse to address? Oh my gosh, I think there's saying? probably a lot because I'm not really good at <laughs> confrontation, you know? Yeah. I think I've had bosses, employers, mm-hmm. um, coworkers. And again, I would just work really, really, really hard, um, use sarcasm, humor. I think my work always spoke for me in many ways. What so do you mean? like the harder I worked, the more I did, they could be toxic and they could be, and I just sort of laugh that off in my own head, not necessarily make fun of them or use sarcasm with them, but I would just like, okay, whatever, deal with that and just work harder to prove myself in my job. And of course they always loved my work. And then in the end, they just use you more and work you harder. Yeah, yeah. But you know that you have a hard time saying no. Yeah, I have a real hard time saying no, mm-hmm. and I don't like confronting. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really hard to think of these relationships being toxic. These are people that you maybe work really hard for or work with. You see them more than family sometimes, yeah. you know. And it's, it's I know really there's hard. been one or two people that I can think of. I won't name names, but <laughs> when I yeah. met, you know, I heard about them for years, and I knew you thought a lot of them. And then when I met them and they came into my life, I would let you know what I thought of them, what I was seeing, which there were some red flags with this one particular person. And it was hard for you to buy into that, to see that from my perspective, Yeah, you know, and Mm -hmm. because it was painful because you thought so much of this person and you had worked so hard for them and yeah. And it was income and it was for us, which is important. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, it can be really painful to allow yourself to recognize that someone might be toxic in your life, especially when there's emotion involved and and you care. Sure. I mean, I could see it like an eagle in your life. Like I would pick them out immediately. (laughs) Right. (laughs) In you and Anthony's life. Yep. (laughs) And tell you exactly what to do. (laughs) See, that brings up another question. It's hard to watch others that you care about being in a toxic relationship. Do you address that? Do you not? What? I mean, I have, when it has come to you kids, I mean, I can tell you somebody that I see in your life that I feel is toxic to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if we don't respond the way you want to, like I know. Then I'll cut you off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. I think you just keep working at it. I think you just keep working at it. Yeah. Until we figure it out for ourselves. Yeah. I think you have to figure it out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I That's- think Anthony had less. I saw less of it with him, but I think men in general, boys, men, I don't know, they wrestle it out or something. Wrestle it out. But it just seemed like at an early age, even with you, I would see it in your classrooms and even your teachers would come to me and tell me about, you know, things that, you know, and their, their reasoning behind it. I mean, you're a beautiful girl. You're very kind. Um, you're an introvert, not necessarily shy, but you were quiet, respectful, always wanted your homework done. You know, so I think that automatically set you up for a target where Anthony was just ornery and funny and crazy and class clown, class clown. Yeah. So yeah. Loved immediately except for the teachers and by everyone, but the teachers. (laughs) (laughs) They're so opposite. But that is, this is also probably for a different episode Mm -hmm. because 
like the best thing you can do as a friend or a relative, a parent, if you see someone that you, your child or someone that you care about who's in a toxic relationship or abusive situation, the last thing you want to do is make them feel like they can't come to you, that you will cut them off if they don't respond the way that you think that they should. If, if they don't take steps um, to leave that situation, if they don't do exactly what you think they should do, uh, they shouldn't worry about you not being a part of their life. No, we need to know those of us who are in bad situations. <laughs> I know from my own personal experience, we need to know that we have someone in our corner, no matter what. And you know, we have to let people figure things out for themselves in yeah. their own time. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think it's to okay to strength. be, yeah, yeah you got to get help them to gain strength. Yeah. And I think it's good to be open and honest with those people, but to also know that, Hey, I'm still here for you, but I want you to know this is what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. And not, you know what, you can't come to this family gathering if you don't do what I say. If you don't leave this person, if you don't set them straight, then we can't hang out. Right. That's pretty awful. And toxic relationships within the family come Thanksgiving, come Christmas. If you're cutting someone off in the family, then how are you getting together anymore? Like you can't, yeah. you have to figure out a way to handle a toxic relationship in the family so that you can still see this person. Right. And not, if you still want to see, I mean, if they, you, yeah. everybody still wants to see each other. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. and even in, you know, at, at work, if it's a coworker, how do you continue to go to work every day? Do you just avoid that hallway? You avoid walking by that office, avoid ever. I mean, well, there are some good. relationships. If, if you recognize that something is toxic, yeah. How do you want to handle it? Do you want to set some boundaries with this person? Do, do you, you need th- to, do you need to, do you think it's best to completely cut ties? Is that even an option? Because if it's someone that you work with cutting ties, obviously it's not an option unless you're going to quit your right. job. Yeah. And that's not easily done. No, I think probably, uh, I worked with, um, when I was a supervisor at one of my jobs, um, someone came in, one of the people that was working for me, I was trying to warn her of a certain personality and she stopped me and she said, I just want you to know, Tara, no matter where you go in this life, every single place you work, there will be one of those always. And you just need to learn how to deal with them. So I just make it clear from the jump. I don't go do personal things outside of work because I'm a student. I study. And when I'm not studying, I'm with family or my spouse or whatever. And um, so I look around the room and I figure out exactly who is who, Mm -hmm. because there is one of everything in every place you go. And then I just set the boundaries from the jump. And so I'm like, that's very smart. It is. And so sometimes it's that, I mean, that person that's constantly um, trying to get everyone together after hours might just be a little wary of that person. Yeah. They might struggle with boundaries mm-hmm. potentially, maybe not. Yeah. I have an example. I had started a new job and there were two individuals who really took me under their wing. So I thought they seemed to really be grateful that I was there, appreciate the work that I was doing, but I noticed them giving me a lot of their work and it they would say it was because they wanted me to learn, you know, right. Uh, but they just kind of kept piling it on. It felt like, and then I, I shared an office with these two individuals and they would always talk really poorly about a couple of people that we also worked closely with. 
and they were just, they were loud. They were negative. They were always yelling and they were honestly bullying a couple of people. But again, they, they seemed to like me. Always helpful. (laughs) (laughs) But after working there for about six months, I had noticed that I was feeling negatively about the people that they talked so bad about the ones that they treated poorly and felt that they were justified in treating these people poorly. I started having the same opinions about these individuals that were being bullied. And I was like, wait a second, I, I really don't even know them that well. They've never done nothing, anything to me. Yeah. And I, I just noticed that I was becoming negative and yeah. I was less productive at work. I was way more stressed and I, I was just surrounded by such negativity. And it was like, okay, these these women are so toxic for me. They'd never done anything to me personally, but you know, the way they treated others and honestly, Mm -hmm. the way they were treating me by piling on the work, kind of taking advantage of my kindness and my work ethic. It Mm -hmm. it was very toxic. Uh, So they made you one of their own. They, they tried really hard to. And in the end, I, I was honest with my supervisor about some things when I had my review with her and then my supervisor went and told these women in a roundabout way. Well done. <laughs> so it just made things much worse for me for the rest of the time <laughs> that I worked there. Um, but I distanced myself. I mean, I was always kind and like, professional and worked with them when I needed to, exactly. but I totally distanced myself. I moved myself out of the office against my supervisor's um, she yeah. didn't give me permission to do that, but I just, I couldn't be in that yeah. space anymore. So I did what I had to do to take care of myself. Um, you know, I've never really, I just have to say, I've never understood people who befriend others when they know they are toxic. You know, they know that they're not good to other people. They watch them bully, belittle, disrespect, mm-hmm. take advantage of other people. Why, why, why do some people do. let those people in or why do they want that, that toxic person to think that they have an in with them. I mean, it makes me think that this person who it makes me think that they are also toxic or they might have some toxic traits that I need to look at. Like I've, I've noticed that recently with someone who I just, I would never, I would never think that they would let these toxic people in their lives, right. but right. I know they truly, they see they're toxic also. Well, I mean, what is that about? Do you know what I'm saying? Maybe you just want to be in that group or in that, maybe there's some security in that. I, yeah, some sort of way there's some security in that. I mean, you have to admit, if you're going to avoid toxic people, you're probably going to be on your own <laughs> a little bit. Because, you know, <laughs> well, I think that if you're not going to be with that group, that they continue to gather and get larger and larger and, even though they see this toxicity, they want to be a part of the group. So they just kind of continue to go along because it's better than being, if you separate alone. yourself, you're going to be on your own. And that's, they see that as worse. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, it's hard to decide that you alone are enough. That's, it is hard. And I understand wanting to be liked and wanting to, I understand wanting to get along. I, but I think that you can get along and be kind without trying to be one of them to be quote unquote pals. But the toxic person usually won't let that happen. They don't want that to happen. You can't be a part of the group and not love the toxic person. Well, people will fake it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Share intimate things 
always a mistake. It's all, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's their journey, right? So yeah. once again, you can let someone know what you see and that you're concerned and it's up to them. Yeah. And it's honestly, hard to watch. It, it is really nervous. hard to watch. Yeah. So hard to watch and you want to fix it for them. Jump in and help them. It's a big mistake. You're going to get left. And honestly, like <laughs> it also is something good for me to notice too, because it makes me reevaluate our relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, yeah. I, it's a red flag to me. If you're willing to let someone who is toxic in, mm-hmm. I, it's concerning. it's concerning. It's concerning. Yeah. What's going on. Like, and what's the reasoning for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I need to clarify. I am by no means saying that if you are in a toxic situation and you're struggling to set boundaries, you're struggling to stick to them, or you're you're struggling to cut ties. I am by no means by no means saying that you yourself are a toxic person. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's a red flag to me that maybe I should distance myself from you just because you're having a hard time setting boundaries. No, 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 no. I'm saying if you are someone who sees this person over here, you know, they're toxic, you know, their intentions are, are not good. You want to, you want to make that toxic person think that you're in cahoots with them just to stay on their good side. You just really want to have your toe in the door with them. (laughs) You are someone that I have concerns about. You may have some toxic traits. You, but you, and mom, you're probably right. They're struggling with insecurities of their own. Yeah. And I pray that they figure it out, you know, before they get burned because they will True. They at will some get point burned. in time. Mm-hmm. But so there's a difference there as huge difference. I, feel like I need to clarify that. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I mean, the ticket in the end for all of it is what you have been preaching for years now with me is boundaries. Oh, it all yeah, it comes back. To, it comes back to that every time. Most, mm-hmm. most of the time boundaries. That is the key. And once you have recognized that you're in a toxic situation, you have to decide, do you need to set some boundaries? If the answer is yes, I recommend talking to someone that you trust about it. If there isn't anyone you feel comfortable being completely honest about the situation with, then I say, write it down and just get your thoughts organized, write down exactly what you think you need to do boundary wise, what you need to implement to make the situation, the relationship healthier for you. And once you've done that, decide what is the safest, most effective way to communicate to this person, what your boundaries are, what you've been feeling, what you've been dealing with from your side of things. That might be writing a letter. It might be sending an email. It might be a phone call. It might be an in-person meeting. got to figure out what is best and you'll know. And then do it yeah, and be ready to stick to those boundaries that you have said that you're going to stick to your person, your toxic person. They may not receive that real well. They may not be like my mom and be open to hearing what you have to say. Mm-hmm. They might not respond well ever. It could be months. It could be years. It could be never. And you have to be ready to accept that and you have to accept that because you know you're doing what is best for you and what's best for that person also. Right. They deserve to know the truth and you, you hope and pray that they will take a look in the mirror and turn things around. Be honest with themselves. Yeah. yeah. And all of this is the hardest 
some of the hardest things to do. It is. It's so hard. It's terribly hard. Terribly hard. And they could actually lash out at you. It could get worse. Markedly worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So be prepared for that because you may see some people that are actually not a part of this relationship, or maybe they are just through work or whatever. Uh, turn on you as well. Turn on you as well. So it could just, get lonely. Yeah, it could get lonely. But again, it's worth it for your health mm-hmm. and for your peace. And you need to be proud of deciding to do what is best for you. And that, you know, be proud that you are deciding what you will not allow and tolerate in your life. You need to make room for healthy relationships. And people are going to see it and they might turn around on you for a little while, but they actually are going to see it. Those are probably the same people who are going to come to you at some point in time and say, how did you do that? Yeah. I need it. Yeah. Be and, that, be that yeah. one, that role model. Yeah. Hope that those you're setting boundaries with will choose to respect them and grow as individuals themselves. Maybe they'll follow your example. We, yeah, we just have to hope and pray. Yeah. Yep. And hopefully each party can own their own part in this and take responsibility. Hopefully they're willing to understand and not play the blame game. Yeah. And hopefully everyone is willing to do the work. Hopefully both people are willing to seek professional help if that's needed, especially if you're in an intimate relationship and there's some toxicity going on there. Um, but yeah, all this is, super hard. And, you know, there have been people in my life since I was a child that in recent years I've had to say goodbye to, and it wasn't for a lack of trying to keep them in my life (laughs) because I wish they were still in my life today. It's, you know, the breakups that I've had with some of my friendships are, you know, the most painful ones. And, you know, I've set boundaries new ones over and over. And like the relationship, the way it looked would like morph, like it would change change, Mm -hmm. and that would be heartbreaking. And like, you'd have to grieve, like, it's not like it used to be, but I'm so glad they're in my life and it's healthier now. And then something would happen and I have to set another boundary. And then eventually it's just like, okay, we have to part ways Yeah, and I miss you and I wish you well. And I still think about you and pray for you, but we cannot, we can't Can't. be in other lives anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Mm And And maybe someday down the road. Yeah. I mean, there's always that chance that maybe someday down the road, you're going to get a phone call and say, I'm so sorry. I finally figured it out. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. you can always hope for that. You can. But in the end, it comes down to boundaries, the golden rule of treating others the way you want to be treated, having a strong sense of who you are. Mm -hmm. This is, this is life, right? Right. It's everything. And yeah. Most topics that we talk about and are going to talk about on this little podcast of ours are going to come back to the importance and the crucial necessity of boundaries. Look, your well-being has to be a priority. It just has to be. Yeah. And you're all you've got. (laughs) (laughs) You alone are enough. I remember the first time I heard those words. You alone are enough. Yeah. Yeah. I remember saying them to you a lot because you were in a relationship at the time that was upsetting me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I remember saying that over and over and it just, at first it was like, you alone are enough. Well, no, you aren't like <laughs> who the heck wants to be alone. That doesn't even make sense. But <laughs> over the years I have come to learn those words actually do mean a mm-hmm. lot and you alone 
are enough. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But of course we want other people in our lives and we want to surround ourselves with people and love and kindness and goodness. But man, you have got to have boundaries or you're going to, you're going to have some toxicities sneak in there and it's, it's rough to get it back out. It is. Another example I was thinking of was when I was in um, some pretty abusive situations, unfortunately, and really um, with a significant other and a relative of mine who I was so close to, like talked most days and, you know, saw her through some abusive situations and just all kinds of life's ups and downs told me I wasn't welcome in her home. Yeah. While I was with this man and. Oh my gosh. And I had to respect that, but it was just shocking. Ooh, that one hurt me so bad. And, but you have to, you have to respect their wishes, but then I would, you know, let her back in my life. Right. You know, like I broke up with this person, thank gosh. But then I let this relative back Back in my life, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and you can imagine things just got worse, got worse, unfortunately. And, you know, I, but I, I think still to this day, I wonder if things hadn't happened in our family a few years ago, if I still wouldn't be there for her, supporting her despite her continued, um, abuse of, right. (sighs) Yeah. She didn't love me the same way. Like it was a different kind of different kind of love, love. And I wonder if I'd still be in that situation. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Look at all so, those relationships. Look at them all. Take a good look. It yeah. comes, yeah. You have to see people for who they are mm-hmm. and decide how you're going to handle. Draw the lines. Yeah. I think we worry so much. We think, oh my gosh, what if we don't ever talk to them again? And yeah. That's heartbreaking. That, the thought of it is yeah. excruciating. Um, but the... <laughs> The, uh, the reverse is excruciating too. Mm-hmm. Leaving the toxicity there is, is excruciating as well. So it's a tough, it's a tough. Real quick. What are some like examples of boundaries that you can set with people, mom? Uh, not, I mean, not going out after work with them. Yeah. Uh, a coworker. With a coworker. It's yeah. eight, it's your hours that you work together is when you see them and yeah. that's it. Yeah. And um, even like, I don't text about work. I don't, no phone calls about work unless we're at work together. Yeah. I think you have to be very careful too. I wish supervisors and managers and bosses would all learn that they should not be Facebook friends with any of the employees. None yeah. of them. I wish they would get that. It's together. pretty rare to find supervisors and managers that have the ability to have healthy boundaries for themselves yeah. within work and outside of work. It's so, yeah, just don't even, you need to separate there. yourself there. I still think you can be kind to them. I've certainly talked with uh, a lot of the employees that, I had when I was a supervisor about their personal lives and that kind of thing. And I don't regret any of that. Um, I wanted to be helpful. I wanted to figure out how to make them better employees, but I was still not their Facebook friend and I was still not their social media friend while I was their employer. And they weren't texting you off hours. No. To get help about their relationship Mm -hmm. issues or whatever. No, no, no. Yeah. Also, I think like with family, I would say like limiting time or, you know, you're not going to that holiday anymore. Um, It may have to come to that where you mm -hmm. figure out a different time to visit grandma and grandpa or you make it, I'm going to come, but I won't be there for lunch. I'm going to come. I'll be there for dessert or just figure out the most minimal amount of time so you can be there, say hello to everybody and then maybe leave. 
Yeah. So those are just some examples. Yeah. But. So to wrap it up, should we sum it up? Yeah. Okay. First up, recognizing that toxic. You mom is toxic. Yeah. Let's keep your distance. Know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Uh, learning to recognize when someone is toxic. Mm-hmm. You probably already know, but we shared some of our red flags and Google's definitions. So. And look at yourself. Oh yeah, true. Yep. Recognize, accept, choose what is good and right for you. Set the boundary, stick to the boundary. Be proud of yourself. You've got to decide that your health and peace will be a priority and that you are worth far more than how this toxic person makes you feel. It's all painful, but it is all necessary. And in the end, it will be peace. You will have some peace. Yep. And we all deserve that. And that is our truth on that. Today, we are leaving you with a quote by Tony Gaskins. You teach people how to treat you by what you allow, what you stop, and what you reinforce. Be careful what you teach. All right, that brings us to the end of another episode. We are grateful you joined us and hope you're taking something positive away. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a follow and a rating on Spotify. That helps us out. You can find us on Spotify at Naked Truth Tellers please share with your friends and family too, so they can check us out. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Naked Truth Tellers. Be sure to join us next time as we discuss Chelsea's path to motherhood. (laughs) Until (laughs) until we meet again, be true to you. Bye. Bye.